Welcome back to Range Anxiety. That's right, we're doing a Sunday session today. And uh, thanks to Nirvana, well, what's left of them, I suppose, now, with a bit of uh, smells like teen spirit. I've never been able to work that out. What does teen spirit actually smell like? I suppose it depends on whether that teen's a boy or a girl, whether it's like cheap perfume or like sweaty jocks, but... Yeah, it's teen spirit. Yeah, don't get it. Um, we're up here today, but we will make sense on this shortly, so don't panic and switch off now. Um, we're up here today at the Ashton Cold Stores. You all know, or those that are regulars, know that I really enjoy um, podcasting out of here because it's a nice, peaceful place, and you get to hear, like, dickheads on motorcycles come past blood out. So you get that, you know, little spattering of internal combustion failure um, as you're listening, which is cool. Um, but today was super epic. I mean, it's, uh, what is it? It's 10 a.m. on the morning of the Epicast. So, uh, you know, I'm not booked up ahead on these now. I'm actually doing them in, in real time. Here comes another motorcycle. Well, a couple of them. They're all going slowly, thankfully, because as I was coming up here on a Sunday morning, uh, there were a lot of people coming down that had been out for an early morning cruise. Now, these jokers were the sort of like young, lightly bearded uh, professionals that take great excitement in driving clapped out 911s that are that rusty. They have to put fiberglass, you know, fenders and stuff on them and call them, you know, IROX because, you know, they're rusted out heaps of shit and, and mainly you know, in between leaking oil and brakes that work normally on one wheel, they are actually quite a difficult car to drive at any speed, let alone quickly. And here these jokers are driving them at a real high speed down down the Adelaide Hills, down Green Hill Road, you know, thinking they're in some sort of target competition and, you know, barely in control of these rotten old bags of shit. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm offending any elderly 911 owners, but, you know, we all know Teslas have no soul. We all know V8s are way too thirsty. We all know diesels are really dirty. And we all know that old Porsches are piles of shit that were never that much fun to drive. And guess what? They still aren't today. Um, yeah, so sorry, but actually, sorry, not sorry. Now, put into the mix, not only these cockheads in Porsches trying to drive them to the limit of their... A shitty wheel and tyre combination, but there's idiots on push bikes taking up the whole way, um, you know, the whole lane, coming the other way and going the same way as them. So it's a real recipe for disaster. You know, these are people that think they're in the tour down under and think they're push bike riders and, you know, think they've got a ferret stuffed down the front of their Lycra. You know, they're probably worse than flat earthers. Yeah, that's right. Do you hear that? cyclists that dress like that uh, could be up there, if not worse, than the booger-eating oyster farmer. So there you go. You heard that here first. Um, yeah, and there they are. There's all these cars half out of control, mixing it with cyclists coming the other way and going the same way. Someone is going to fucking die, right? So if you're listening to this state government, do something about it. The cyclists taking up all of the road. I'm looking at one right now coming the other way, riding on the centre line. A push bike doing 40 k's an hour, maybe in an 80 zone. He's going to end up dead. Oh well. 
people just think as soon as they're on a, a, a push bike, like a racing pushy, um, they think that they're kind of invincible or that the road rules don't apply to them anymore. Okay, now we've got some idiots on motards pulling up out the front. That'll be pretty cool. So anyway, there's my little rant for this morning. But uh, why was I talking about smelling like teen spirit? Because today we're going to talk about the biggest... I don't even know if I've spoken about this before, but it's fucking horrible. And it, like, you know, you can be driving along, you know, in any car, right? Most any car. And here we go, more motorcycles. Hear that? Yeah, rubbish. You can be driving along in almost any car, and unless you're on research, and even when you are on research, right? If you smell sulfur dioxide, that filthy, stinking, rotten egg gas, right? That was my water bottle, by the way, not static interference. If you smell that and you look around, I reckon I have mentioned this before, you will see somewhere in your periphery a Mazda, a late model Mazda. There is something in their catalytic converter chemistry and the way they're tuned and the way they're run that makes them the smelliest pieces of shit on the road that are guaranteed to make you feel sick if you're anywhere near them in traffic. Now, it's always been this way with Mazda. Mazda are a flop of a car company, right? Yep, I've got no time for them at all. They're a company that would be best off bankrupt because the cars they make today are just terrible. Like shocking, smelly, rotten things that just really don't have a place anymore. And of course, you know, Australia is voting with its feet. We are one of the last heartlands of Mazda in the world. You know, like nobody buys one or would be seen dead in one in the States. Mazda Australia have always traditionally done well, though, with a pretty reasonable product. You know, all the bunny boilers that live out north, the old singles love driving their Mazda 3s with Sky Active. It's nearly as bad as Stellantis. They love them, you know, when they're going around keying their boyfriend's 32-year-old Mercedes. You know, <laughs> there's quite stereotypical Mazda owners, and it never used to be that way. Mazda have always made cars that stink like shit, but they never, and are offensive in lots of ways, but they never used to make terribly bad cars like I think they do now. And again, it's my opinion. There might be some Mazda lovers out there. Let's have a look at it. So you're at the lights and you can smell rotten egg gas like someone's eating six burritos and just crap themselves in your passenger seat. There's a Mazda there. And also, no matter what class I'm in, no matter where I've raced over the years, when I go to a circuit meeting and I've hired a pit garage, I always end up next to a fucking rotary and rotaries because they're such junk right you've got to warm them up for like 40 minutes before you can you know give them any throttle or they just explode instantly and so they deafen you and they stink so all these idiots put two stroke or castor oil or whatever in Christ knows why. I mean, surely after 30 or 40 fucking years, 50 years, they can make an apex seal that doesn't need to be run like a two-stroke for it to survive. Maybe not. And they sit there next to you in a piss. Smoking the shit out of you. They're always, always me. I always get the stinking Mazda. And also when I'm, you know, when you're lined up on the grid or at form-up, you know, and this, I used to try so hard to get pole position, not because I was a showboat, in sports cars because you didn't want to be in form up 
You didn't want a Mazda in front of you in the line, brap, 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 gassing you out while you got your helmet on in your open-top car. There was nothing worse. Maybe that Ducati's worse. Or maybe that Ducati's worse. Or maybe not. Um, Stellantis. So, yeah, they always tend to follow, man. What a flop of a car company. They had such great cars with the early rotors and the R100 and the RX2 and RX3, RX4, RX5. You can throw that heap of shit in the bin. That was just horrible. Um, first, the RX7. You know, they were made out of tin foil and they rusted while you were watching them. I mean, that wasn't just a Japanese thing. That was just like the whole um, cars of that era. I mean, reference Alfa Romeo or Fiat which are now part of Stellantis. Those things would just dissolve before you even pick them up from the dealer. Junk. Um, the RX-7, cool car. Proper bare-bones sports car. You know, and then there was the MX-5. And, you know, that was an okay car, the little Lotus Elan-styled thing. I mean, gutless as a bag full of socks. And, you know, you wouldn't be seen dead driving one. But if you did happen to drive one, they were actually, you know... Pretty cool little cars. They were like a Lotus without all the bullshit that broke on a Lotus, which was pretty much everything. So, yeah, MX-5 was a good little car, but since that time, and I think it was, what was it? The, the, I don't even know what the first model was, the NA MX-5 or whatever, like the 1.6 with the airbox facing backwards through the, through the scuttle. That was a good car. But since then, they've just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And not just that. I mean, the MX-5 was probably the last hurrah of anything they did that was any good or still sort of half any good but the rest of their product range you just it is just lifeless it is just no one wants it it's overpriced it's it's ugly it's just not good master and they came out with an ev what is that the oh, something or other 30 mx cx 30 or something like that and it is the worst ev on the market it's about 75 grand. It's got a range of like 100 kilometers, zero performance, based on some shit thing with a trans tunnel. Like, it's it's worse than, well, it's just the worst. Actually, it is uh, the worst. It's worse than anything even made by Stellantis. And I don't think, I think they might have sold one or two in Australia, but they need to, they need to make something that people want. They can't make an EV. They can't make a rotor anymore. It's any good, even though there's always talk that they're going to, or maybe they'll use one as a range extender in something. They're just a company that's just like most of the Japanese vehicle manufacturing industry, and we're going to have a dedicated, we're going to have a dedicated uh, um, uh, epicast on that. But most of the Japanese motor industry is just winding down into oblivion. They're not making stuff people want anymore other than Toyota and even that they're they're just down on down their sales are down, I think, globally thirty percent or something this year or you know, like people just don't want boring old shit anymore when there is is exciting options out there. And once once the Chinese come online with some pretty cool cars, you know, that's just gonna be the end for Japan. And again, you heard that here, probably not first, but you heard it live on the Stellantis radio, Range Anxiety, that this is what's going to happen. These car manufacturers are just going to, they're either going to jump into bed with each other, but they've already pretty much all done that, or they're just going to die. And, you know, having a look at some of the shit that's on the market out there, 
Good fucking rinse to them. I mean, we could do with a few less shit car manufacturers and a few more good ones. Now, speaking of shit EV of the year awards, uh, the, the Mazda 30 or whatever it's called. I can't even, I can't even remember the model name. It's, poly, you know, it's, it's hurt my eyes and my brain that bad, that thing. Um, it's a toss up between that and the new LDV ET60 ute, that electric thing. Like, what the actual fuck is LDV Australia doing? Maybe a city LDV can come on here and uh, tell me, or even email us, if you want, to dtech, D-T-E-C-H, at S-C-N-E-T, S-C-N-E-T, dot com dot A-U, and tell me why the LDV T-60, E-T-60, or whatever it is, is actually twice the price of the diesel equivalent version of the same ute, and more to the point, 30% dearer than it is across the ditch in Unzadbru. Right? Now, the Kiwi Peso is worth less than ours. Yet over there, it's like 70-something grand. In Kiwi Bucks Brew, which is probably about 70 grand in Aussie dollars. But over here in Australia, it's like 93,000 on the, on the road. And as a vehicle, it's just totally incompetent on the spec sheet. Right now, I love EVs. You all know that, but I only like good ones. Uh, so there you go. Um, this thing is like cynical at best. Like they've got some electric motor that's pretty gutless, so it's slower than the diesel too, by the looks of it. They've got some red hot 160 kilowatt diesel and some shitbox electric motor that they've bolted to the side of the diff. Right? It's got. A, yeah, it's like like something I've made. And the battery pack is just bolted under the floor so it hangs down lower and reduces the ground clearance over the diesel version. So we got less ground clearance. And we got a gutless motor hanging off the side of the diff so it's only two-wheel drive, right? We've got super slow charging. I think it's 80 kilowatt max. Like, what? The actual? Like, what? Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. Well, they weren't, clearly. Um, and I think you can tow, like, one and a half ton with it and put like 800 kilos in the back max. And of course, then your 300 Ks range is going to go to about 100, even if it is 300. I it was it, I just looked at it and I laughed and I haven't bothered researching its specs any further because this is just bad. So why have LDV done this? Julian, you don't have to answer this. I already know the answer. LDV, LDV Australia have done this. The importers, so they don't want to fucking sell any. They don't want to sell them here. So what they've done is just marked them up about twice what it should be worth. It should be about a 50 grand ute. It should be similar price to the diesel one, even though it's far less capable, right? So they've marked it up about double because they don't want you buying them. LDV Australia do not want to sell these cars here, right? Or these utes here. Obviously in Kiwi, they want to sell a few to the brews. But here, they do not want you buying them. And I think everyone's going to agree with that. Nobody's going to bloody buy one. But there will. There will be government agencies and councils and stuff like that that will happily spend your money as the taxpayer or the ratepayer to buy these things so they can greenwash the fleet. But not me. Not tradies. Not anyone that's actually got to do some work or, you know, rely on a little bit of range. Here comes another petrol banger. Very quiet off the throttle. You know, no one that actually works will be using one. And seriously, if that's the first effort we're seeing as a Chinese electric ute, yeah, just uh, put that one in the bottom drawer, everyone. 
and wait for the Geely radar. Geely, who are Volvo, who are Pole Dancer, I mean Polestar and more motorbikes, they, that Geely radar thing will be actually a proper ute built on a proper um, EV platform rather than something that looks like it was built by me out of an old diesel chassis. Now, on to more um, pressing things. Yep, yeah, Mazda, go away. You smell. Um, LDV, you might as well put Mazda badges on that ET60. There you go. But on to more pressing things. Last year, this time, I promised you a YouTube show. Well, finally, boys, girls, flat earthers, flogs, and fans, we're doing, uh, we have registered and set up our YouTube channel now, and we've got the most awesome studio at the new Powertech Tuning in our specialized vehicle showroom. So every show we'll have different cars in there and we'll talk about different cars we'll do some stuff on the dyno and you know big paul and i are going to become influencers no actually we're not even doing this for the money we're doing this for fun i mean we've been doing this epicast for three years just about now and haven't made a cracker out of it you know i've spent half my life doing it just for your entertainment and you know, I don't give a shit if anybody watches, listens, whatever, to the YouTube show, and I'm not going to be, like, you know, going around on my knees offering the zipper for people to subscribe or advertise. I don't give a shit. But what we are going to do is have a proper, hardcore tech show um, with all of the same content that you see in Range Anxiety, not some, like, uh, I want to make some money out of a YouTube channel and have some rich friends with cars and know nothing about them and I'm going to get on there and talk shit and re-quote, you know, actual road testers or actual journos. Is there such a thing as an actual uh, automotive journalist anymore? Not really. Well, not, not that aren't on YouTube. But yeah, we're going to take the uh, fake news equation out of it because, you know, anyone that watches anything on YouTube... Um, knows that there is some truthful stuff and some stuff that's just blatantly made up. You know, like, check out the new Tesla phone that's changed the industry. Actually, you wouldn't believe this, but as I'm sitting here right now, there's a couple of horses uh, riding past. So we've got old shit Porsches that smell worse than the horses when the horses shit that are out of control, and we've got cyclists that are out of control, and motorcyclists that are out of control. If there's not a fatality on this road today, I think it's going to be more good luck than anything else. These horses are walking in the middle of the road, I mean, walking slowly at five kilometres an hour, uh, and there's blind corners where people, you know, there were a bunch of bloody kids up here in the Civics and Evos as well. Imagine getting one of those on your bonnet. Holy shish kebab. There'd be lots of greyhound meat on offer. Uh, that's for sure. But yeah, the YouTube channel, we're going to be Range Anxiety. Uh, I couldn't, uh, the at Range Anxiety um, handle was gone. So of course I borrowed some of Elon's favourite numbers and we're at Range Anxiety 42069. And any hardcore Tesla fan will know exactly what that means. Well, we're coming up to Christmas season. We're hopefully over the break going to record uh, because Paul's back, I think, for Christmas. So we'll do a test recording next week, I reckon, before, um, you know, anything too crazy happens when we're on break from Powertech Tuning. And uh, until then, what I'd ask you to do is uh, put down that finger, take it out of the nasal canal, don't eat the boogers, and thank you for listening once more to Arrange Anxiety.